Sports presents the Pick 6 Podcast, featuring CBS NFL writers Pete Prisco and Will Brinson, NFL insider Jason Lockenfora, and host Nick Costos. You want NFL talk? We've got NFL talk. From training camp to the Super Bowl and through the NFL draft, our fearsome foursome has you covered. This is the Pick 6 Podcast. All right, it's time for a Monday pre-combine edition of the Pick 6 podcast. And, of course, there's only two of us that are working today, and it's uh, myself and Jason Lockett for, as usual, right, Jason? Shocker there. The Italians right? grinding. Right? The rest of this crew disappearing. It's the Goomba podcast. That's what this is. Right? <laughs> we yeah. should just take it over. Do we, we really need it. Nick or Brinson? What do no, they really What do they bring to the table? Really, seriously, when you think about it, we, we get Nick, and all he does is offer bad opinions. We get Brinson... And all he does is mention players. Maybe the worst gambling picks in the history of the world. By far and away. And, and so no, we, we really don't need them. So it's just, yeah. I think me and you, and, and let's face it, we're going to be together a lot this week. It's combine week and uh, we're heading up there on Tuesday. We're going to be on CBS Sports HQ all week doing interviews and talking combine. And, but before we get to combine, Jason, let's talk about some of the yeah. big news from over the weekend. Blake Bortles resigns with the Jacksonville Jaguars on a three year deal, which is technically yeah. real. A one-year deal. Yeah, it, it's it, look. He, he, you 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 could call it a, a, a one-year twenty million dollar deal is what I would actually call it. You know, and that's that's his signing bonus, which is fully guaranteed, plus his base salary this year, and that comes up to twenty million. He would have made nineteen on the fifth-year option. Then he's got six and a half million of his base salary guaranteed for twenty nineteen. But I checked around, and there's offset. So you and I both know if he got cut after next year, he's going to sign a one-year prove-it contract somewhere for at least five to seven million dollars, right? I mean, that's what you got guys like like Castle out there making three and a half to five, and you know you had Josh McCowan last year at the end of his career making six to eight with the Jets um, when you factor in incentives and everything. So what those offsets means is they could cut him after one year, and they know that. He's going to get close to $6.5 million somewhere else. So basically, it would be a one-year $20 million contract because somebody else is going to pay that six five. That would have been, you know, quote-unquote, guaranteed of his 2019 salary. So it gives the kid a little something, something more than he would have had. But they're renting him, and it makes sense. I don't but, know what but, else you could do. It's a win-win, it's a win-win situation yeah. contract when you look at it. If he goes out, let's just say for the argument he goes out and plays – significantly better than he did a year ago then they have him pretty much for the next year on the cheap right yeah and 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 and, yeah and look if you're him and you want to be there right and you've got a stud defense around you and you've got the makings of a good run game and you just went to the playoffs and you know all the people there and you know that nobody wants to see you succeed more than Dave Caldwell, right? Nobody wants to see him succeed more than Shad Khan. Nobody wants to see him succeed more than Tony Khan. Tom Coughlin, you know, we'll see. I think Tom Coughlin's the reason that this contract's probably structured the way it is. But you throw all that in a hopper, and there's way worse places you could be than Jacksonville if you're that kid. You already know the receivers for the most part. You know the scheme. You've been around Marone for a while now. Of course you take your chances there than on the open market. And, and nobody was going to give him any more money than this. And I mean, it, it makes sense. It makes sense it. for him. And, and Jason, I want to get to something that I, I sent out some tweets over the weekend about this. 
and, and got some pushback from people. One of the things I said was the kid – people think that they held him back. He was the reason they got held back in that championship game. In talking to people around the team and in that building, the reason he was held back when they had the lead in that game was because they didn't trust their receivers and their offensive line. The receivers, you know, look, and, and I sent out a tweet saying, did anybody work with, and I probably should have prefaced it by saying, anybody of the playoff team worked with worse receivers than he did? No. And, and everybody goes, oh, well, he had hurt Robinson. No, he didn't. He got hurt in the first game. He had hurt. Right. He was hurt all year, and he can't run. He had Westbrook. No, he wasn't there for the first nine games, remember? And then when he came in, he was learning the offense. He had right. Keelan Cole, who's an undrafted rookie receiver who didn't know where he was going half the time. And he had, and, and then he A had on tight end in Mercedes Lewis. Who can't get open? I mean, his receiver yeah, group was yeah. awful, and they didn't win a lot. They didn't know where they were going. Look, Cole's going to be a good player, but he was an undrafted rookie thrust into the action right away. So I, I think what they have to do now is they have to get a receiver. Now, people think that they cleared up this money to go bring Robinson back. I don't necessarily think that's true. Yeah. I think they might. I think they might re-sign Lee and also re-sign Colvin. Rather than bring Robinson back, that's just me. And then, I, go, I and then try to draft somebody, right? Try to then try to draft find a at twenty nine. Yeah. Draft a tight end who's a weapon or a receiver in that spot. I mean, that, well, that's what I think they'll do. What I would say too about this Bortles contract is, if if he does perform and you keep him there at eighteen a year, that's plenty of money to go and re-sign Ramsey. You know what I mean? All these up and coming studs on that defensive side of the ball. Not the free agents who, you know, as those contracts start expiring, you're going to have to start making the Ramseys of the world best of breed players. So this allows them flexibility to do that. And it doesn't preclude them from drafting a quarterback or go getting a Josh McCown type to really push Bortles and say, now go earn that $20 million this year. Because here's the reality for Blake Bortles. I just wrote a column on this. I mean, even last year, right, his quote-unquote breakout year, I mean, in the playoffs, he completed, you've said this before, less than 58% of his passes. He ran for more yards than he threw in one game. He only completed 49 passes total in three games. That's 16, an average of 16 a game. He had, he had one touchdown pass in each game. You know, only five plays of over 25 yards. This wasn't, you know, Joe Flacco in 2012. And if you look at Bortles' numbers since he came in the league, beat, I mean, this would have got you fired in a lot of places, okay? Since 2014, since he came in the league, NFL league leader in interceptions, Blake Bortles, 64 and 62 regular season games. Blake Bortles' QB rating ranks 35th in the NFL in that time frame. His yards per attempt, 33rd. Touchdowns, he's 13th. He's first in interceptions. So if you're Blake Bortles and you're the yeah, but Jason, I can counter. I can counter that by saying he's also been hindered by bad offensive players around him, by a bad scheme where they didn't allow him to throw on first down, and he has. You know, he's the only the fifth quarterback, I think, to have, what, 15,000 passing yards and 90 touchdowns in his first four years. And he joins Marino, Manning, Stafford, and I forget who the other – I mean, that that to me tells you he's, he's capable. He's not those guys, though. If no, he's, he's those not guys, those he's guys. throwing the ball in the playoffs. No, we know he's that. not. I mean, no, look, I'm not going to sit here and pretend he's something he's not. But is he better than the, than the viewpoint of him outside of Jacksonville? Absolutely he's better. If, go look at his first down passing numbers. They are uh, unbelievably better than what he does on the other downs. And, and I've watched this kid grow up. He's a much – when he goes bad, Jason, he goes bad. He goes off the ledge. Yeah. So allow well, him to throw in first down. And, and when he had to make plays in the playoffs, he made them. He, he made, made the He made a couple of big throws. He, he made some big throws. But the, let's be real. What's the single greatest thing he did in the postseason? Throw it, turn the ball over. 
He yeah, managed but, the game. He had no interceptions. Right, he had won right. three games without throwing a pick. And let's face it, if he throws a pick in that Buffalo game as close as it was, they probably lose that game, and but the kid might be looking that, for work right they now. They played that game because they knew that Buffalo wasn't going to score. If you go back and watch it, and I've talked to guys in the building about that, they played that game not to lose it. They weren't playing to win it. They weren't going to throw the ball on first down. They played not to score. And, and, and you know what? It put him in bad passing situations, and he looked like crap that day. But he did run the yeah. ball. That, and that's another thing. No, he, he, he ran never for gets, 88 yards and, and He never gets credit for his running. Where Other guys in this league get credit for their running. You know what I mean? Guys get credit for their running. He yeah. rushed, I think, 500-something yards. That's why I think – that's another misnomer about that team. Their running game wasn't that good last year. No, it he wasn't. Ran, it he wasn't. ran for 500 and so, – I forget what it was, 550 or whatever it was. They had, you know, about uh, not 150 off of fake punts. They, you know, they didn't run the ball consistently. They need to run the ball better. They need to get better as an offensive line. They need to get better as a receiving group, and they need to get better tight ends. I mean, they, they're going to spend money on offense, and they're going to draft on offense. I will make this prediction. I don't think Blake Bortles is there in 2019. Well, it might, you know, it depends on how he plays. If he plays, yeah, if he plays that's what like I, I'm just saying, I, I think that team will regress a little bit. I don't. I think, I, I think he will have to, I think they will take the, the training wheels off him and, and see what he is. You know, I don't think they'll be playing games the way they played the Buffalo game or the way they played the second I, half of the New England Or the Rams game. game. And we'll find back, out. And we'll you go find back out. to the Rams yeah. game. The Rams used this defense against them that nobody's seen in the NFL. They just had everybody. It was called, I, I joked around and called it six two stack monster from all the right moves. You don't see that in the NFL, and they never adjusted to it because they didn't. They tried to run into it was like running into concrete wall. I think they'll be more aggressive. I think as they get better players around him, players he can trust. Westbrook and Cole and those guys, they were they didn't trust yeah, them. They're babies. Yeah, they're just learning what it means to be a pro and figuring out a playbook and all that. No, I, look, we'll see. It's a low. It's a low risk. Um, potentially high reward move for the team and for Bortles when you look at the totality of his career. And let's face it, you live there at Thanksgiving, you know what I mean, before he got stable in December and had the playoffs without the interceptions. You know, at Thanksgiving, people are wondering if this guy's a starting quarterback in the NFL next year. Now he knows he's got that $20 million. That 19 on the fifth-year option was only guaranteed for injury. Now he's got a fully guaranteed 20. He's got some more confidence. They've empowered him for at least a season, and and we'll see what what the trajectory is for him and that team. Yeah, I think it was the right move. Rather than go sign a Cousins for thirty million dollars a year, and then you're going to start picking. I never your thought defense. they were doing that. You know, yeah. and then you got to start picking your defense apart, Jason. Like you mentioned, you got to pay Ramsey. You're going to have to pay Jack eventually. You you, you probably would have had to get rid of Malik Jackson in some kind of scenario or somebody like that. And that's right. you can't have all that money tied up on that defensive line. Uh, the bottom line is. The move is good for next year. It makes sense. And then you find out what he is. If he stinks, yeah. you move on from him. If he plays really well, then you have him on a, on a regular, decent contract. Yeah. No, I, it, it, is, it is a win-win. And, and you know, look, I, I think the timing of it tells you that, you know, his agents know that the hand they're dealing with isn't great. You want to get this done before the combine, right, before everybody starts talking to everybody. And you just never know. You know what I mean? Some dude who nobody thinks is available, some quarterback might become available, who all of a sudden lets Tom Coughlin's whistle. So why wait? It was clear that, that they wanted to take the bird in the hand in Bortles' camp, and, and I think it was a smart move and, you know, good for them. Um, but it, it's crazy. I can't remember too many Februaries like this. Do you? Oh, Where we've no, had 
it's a coach reliable. bail on a team, right? We've had a restarted coaching search. We've got all this hoopla over whether the greatest coach in the history of the sport will retire. And then we've seen two blockbuster trades and some, you know, fairly significant extensions. Jimmy Garoppolo's contract. I mean, that was yeah, right. Okay. Yeah, Garoppolo and Bortles extensions. And then you've got a starting quarterback traded and arguably the I mean, he's the best turnover creator in the NFL. He may not be the best corner. I wouldn't say he's the best corner, but I mean, Marcus Peters is a hell of a cover corner, and and he's being traded. I mean, and we're not even to the combine yet. Okay, I know we love news at this time of the year, but we love news now even more so. You know why? Because there's a new way to get the latest scores, news, and highlights for the NFL and the upcoming combine and all your favorite sports. CBS Sports HQ. It's a brand new twenty four seven. That's right. 24-7 streaming channel covering the biggest games, best plays, and crucial insights from around sports. You can stream it free anytime on the CBS Sports app for Apple TV, Roku, Amazon Fire, your phone, and other connected devices, or watch online at cbssportshq.com. And by the way, you get a lot of me, you get a lot of Jason, you get a lot of arguments, and you get a lot of great analysis. It's going to be a fun thing. And uh, I know you're excited about it, Jason. Yeah, no, look, we've, you know, this has been a long time in the making. This is not an, uh, an endeavor that you, you, you know, just go from zero to 60 in a couple of weeks and get it off the ground. A lot of rehearsals, a lot of people hours, men, women, you know, interns, whatever, production assistants, quote-unquote talent, producers, uh, a whole infrastructure that really CBS had to put in place and, and you know, the better part of a year, right? And certainly the last six months um, on a day-to-day basis of getting things ready in a beta format where um, we're ready to, to, to launch this thing full go. So um, I know Les Moonves and the people at the very tippy top of, of the CBS Corporation are excited to see where this goes. And we're excited to have this outlet where, um, you know, we can add real, real-time streaming video um, to our capabilities to podcast and, and do everything else we already do. So it's a, it's, it's certainly a, I mean, I think it's for you, but look, you've been with this company forever. I mean, all the way back to the original sports line, this has got to be for you, you know, pretty neat to, to see how this all has come to pass. It really is. I mean, it's evolved. I mean, I came on it with sportsline.com and, and it was just a little bitty internet company that was growing and then it became, you know, CBS took it over and, and now to see this, I mean, it, it, it's incredible. I mean, it really is. And it's, it, and it's a great, thing and i think it's going to grow and grow and grow and and, and we're going to have more and more eyeballs on us and to, I, I think it's fantastic and look anytime you can get me in front of a camera that's a good thing for people out there if, oh, if you don't. That's, a, that's a win that's a win that's like that portal <laughs> trade that's a that's a win-win for everybody i think aren't they building you a personal studio down there i, heard? Yeah. I mean i don't know well, I mean, we're, let's, there may okay. be a prisco wing uh, and by on. the way, Jason, speaking of being in front of the camera for HQ this week, me and you and Chris Trapasso and Brady Quinn, we're going to be at the Combine, and we're going to be doing a ton of hits up there. And I, I'm, I, look, I love the Combine. I think the Combine is, one, is the biggest convention in the National Football League. It's great. Yeah. You know, we get to talk to a lot of guys and talk to see the guys we don't see over the, over the course of the year uh, and get information. And, and for me, look. The quarterbacks are the story at this. They always are, yeah. right? But this is, this, yeah. you know, some people think this draft class might end up being the best since the Marino Elway draft class. Now, I don't, I'm not going to go there, but it's I think so this has a chance. Yeah, that's, I mean, but yeah, who thought those guys, they waited to draft Marino, right? Remember how late he right. went? Right. So, no, I but, mean, he, he, 
it's a good draft class. It's a good. I mean, it, it, it's plenty of intrigue. Right? As, as you can make the case that six of the top thirty picks should be quarterbacks. And again, I don't know which ones are going to pan out. Nobody knows. If they did, then people would get the draft right every year. But anytime you can make a legitimate case that every fifth pick through the first thirty picks could be a quarterback, then that's going to set that draft up to be highly. Uh, coveted in terms of teams that need quarterbacks, it's going to create a lot of trade potential, which everybody always loves to see at the, at the draft. And it just adds sizzle and intrigue to it. So I, I'm with you. I did the a top 32, um, which should be out on, on our website um, either today or tomorrow leading into the combine. And I spent the last couple of weeks looking at guys and watching some tape and stuff and kind of getting an idea. And it's not a final thing or any stretch of the imagination, but normally I would put a quarterback at the number one spot. I did not, and and that might surprise some people. Chubb? Yes, he's the number one player on the board. And, and and the North Carolina State defensive end, this kid has the look of a Julius Peppers type to me. He's big, he's strong, he's fast, he can turn the corner. I mean, if you look at, at him, he's might be – and again, he might not be – I put him number one, Jason, because of the position value – the two most valuable best players, or I shouldn't say most valuable, the two best players at their position in this draft are probably Saquon Barkley, the running back from Penn State, and Quentin Nelson, the guard from Notre Dame. But position value kind of drives them down a little bit for me. You know what I mean? They're not great. Yeah, no, not great totally, value. totally. So, so that's why I had. I think Chubb has a chance to be one of those special defensive players for a long, long time. But again, he's not going to go first. The Browns are not going to take yeah. Chubb. They're going to take a quarterback, right? They have to. And take I think them. they have to. They, I mean, there really is – the only way that I'm the Browns and I'm not taking a quarterback first overall is if I, if I get to a situation like between the, the Rams and the Browns uh, – or was it the, the, what ultimately ended up being the Rams and the Eagles, where they each like different ones. So, you know what I mean? In other words, if the if, – if the Giants are, have a different – if you get wind that they have their eye on a, on a different guy than you love, you know, and they're willing to go to one to do it because, God forbid, you trade out of that with somebody else and somebody else takes that guy, you know what I mean? Like, could they trade back to two or three and still take a quarterback? Yeah. In all likelihood, I think John Dorsey just takes his guy at one. But, you know, there, there is going to be the potential for a lot of shuffling around. Well, don't and, forget and they have four. They have right, four, and they too. still have four, but their guy might not be there at four. But, yeah, they could trade from one to two or three and then back again from four. Um, and then you're going to have the teams, once you get to four, if the Browns don't need a quarterback, then that's a prime landing spot for someone who does. You know what I mean? And then the Jets, once they get Cousins, they're going to be willing to, to trade back. It, it, what about have that I, many I, quarterbacks who could go in the top five or six plus the trades, it's going to be something. Yeah, I think Al, I think ultimately John Dorsey's going to take Josh Allen. That's just me. I think he will. I think he's going to take the big, strong, physical kid who can rip it through the air. And, and, and people will compare him to Kyle Bowler because he threw on his knees last week. That's not, that's not fair to the kid. Um, Josh Rosen will go in the top, top seven, eight. Sam Darnold will go in the top seven, eight. Baker Mayfield will probably go top 10 to 15. And then you got yeah. a, a kid who's most people aren't putting on, but you talk to the scouting community, Mason Rudolph's going to go higher than you think he's going, the quarterback from Oklahoma right. State. And then you got Lamar Jackson, who could go, you know, back into the first round. You have could you ask talk to anybody about the Richmond quarterback. I've started to hear a little bit of buzz about him. 
Not a first rounder, though. No, he, no, no. I'm not talking about for the first round. I'm talking day two no. somewhere, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He might be a, a late second, middle second round quarterback. He's an impressive yeah. kid. He's a smart kid. He, he's a big kid. He's got good size. Yeah. I mean, there, there are some intriguing guys in two and three, you know, the Falk kid from, from Washington State down the line, some of these down the line. Cause you gotta, you gotta realize, and we're, we're sitting at looking at this and we're saying, oh, this guy's good. This guy's good. Two, one, two or three of these guys in the first round will bust. And, bust. Yeah. and somebody from around two to round six, five will end up being a starting quarterback and be a good football player in the league. That's just the way it works. Cause you, it's the hardest position to evaluate. You can't, you can't get inside a kid's head. You don't know when he gets drafted if he's going to go put the work in and be a film junkie right. and be that face of the franchise and show up at, at the first guy in, last guy out, take the film home, or if he's going to be a knucklehead with unbelievable talent who thinks he's going to get by with his talent, doesn't put the work in, and can never read a defense. You know, you can't can't gauge that. No, that's why it's such a crapshoot. Um, that's why certain teams are always drafting quarterbacks because you never know which one is going to end up truly developing and falling in your lap. I mean, look, just go back to the Redskins. They give up, you know, they mortgage three drafts for RG3, and the kid they take in the fourth round is about to make, you know, $28 million a year, and RG3 has basically been out of the league for over a year. Right? I mean, yeah. I mean, it's crazy. Think, if they didn't, think, what, think of the Redskins if they just kept all those picks, right? And Shanahan just takes Cousins in the fourth round. Or you could go you don't back have, to Shanahan might still be coaching there, right? Because you don't have all the baloney with RG3. You don't have that blowing up with his dad and the owner and all that. And think of if they had drafted half decent with all the picks they, they would have kept. Jeez, a whiz. Yeah, and, and not only that, Jason. I mean, let, let's go. If you go but take this back even further, what about if, what if the Colts had drafted Ryan Leaf instead of Peyton Manning? Well, Bill Poling couldn't have possibly done that because he's. The well, you know what? I know people that were in that. I know people that were. Oh, around trust that. me, it was a debate, dude. It I remember was close. that. I remember reading that Sports Illustrated cover story vividly, and it was like. Anonymous exec, you know what I mean? One, it one was would close. He liked, he, he liked Ryan Leaf almost as much as he liked Peyton Manning. Don't let, don't let yeah. them fool you. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, it's just the hardest position in all sports to evaluate. You know, you can, you can look at a pitcher and you can say, okay, he throws 98. He'll adjust. He'll learn how to throw a curveball. He'll be better once he gets a slider or whatever. And you can kind of evaluate him that way. You don't really have to get inside his head, right? Uh, um a, a hockey goalie, he's either great or he's not. I mean, he's got the skills, he's got the quickness, he's got the – because I think those are the, mo- you know, the most important positions in sport are probably hockey goalie, pitcher. Well, and even, even, pitcher, even pitcher, though, you've got a five-man rotation at the major league level, right? And then you've got a five-man rotation at triple-A, double-A, high-A, low-A, short season A, you know, and, and, and the draft is 100 rounds or whatever. You know, and the draft is 60 rounds, right. and most teams might draft 10 pitchers every year. It's not like quarterback where you miss on a quarterback in the first round and it blows you up. You know what I mean? You miss on right. a high school pitcher in the first round in baseball. Okay, you probably drafted eight more, and at least two of them are going to, you know what I mean, be journeyman. But from a mental like, standpoint, those positions are just uh, are really, really important. No, they are, but, I'm, I think but it's not the same high. as quarterback. No. No, I'm you just cannot get stuff. inside the head of a quarterback. You got to get inside the yeah. head of a quarterback, and, and that's the hardest part. You can put a guy on the board, and he can point. Oh, we go here. We'll throw here. We'll throw here. 
and he'll understand that because he's been prepped for it when you get him at the combine. But then you get him in the in the room, oh, and he, yeah, all of a sudden he gets paid. Right. He gets paid, and you can't understand what he's going to do, and if he's going to work at it, if he's going to, you know, that's why well, everybody. Well, go. The veteran's going to buy in. You know what I mean? Is right. he going to know how to conduct himself in the locker room? Is he going to buy his huddle. time before he starts exerting his will and all that? Right. Yeah, Command you're going to be huddle, coach- all that. Yeah. yeah. How much? How much is he all in his endorsements? You know what I mean? Is he more worried about doing a? You know, an Under Armour ad than he is throwing the football. Yeah, I mean, look, there, there's so much that goes with it. Which brings me to this year's crop. Okay, Allen, they pick him apart because the completion percentage was bad. He played against yeah. bad competition. Little do most people point out that he played with guys that should be on. Uh, Got a bunch of nobodies. Yeah. Nobody. It was a bad team. Yeah. Rosen, they're going to pick apart because he has the attitude, they say, and off-the-field stuff. Uh, they're going to pick apart Mayfield because you want him to be the face of the franchise. They're going to pick apart Darnold because he's got a long wind-up in little hands. I mean, we're going to get – this is the week where these guys all get carved up to shreds. Absolutely. Absolutely. The, the, every wart, every blemish, every hole will be, will be exposed and overanalyzed and um, dissected into minutiae. And that comes with the territory. I mean, this is how it always works, right? And then by the summer, like between like now and mini camps, you'll start hearing about how great next year's class is, right? Because they haven't they haven't been picked to shreds yet, you know. And oh, this kid's only a sophomore, only a junior, and we project him to be this much better this year. Like last year, people were talking about Rosen, like he might be an Andrew Luck type, right? Like he might be a slam dunk, absolute positive first round pick, no doubt about it. And then while Darno nipping at his heels and the kid in Wyoming, you know, he's going top three, too. Like, that's how the process works. And then they play another year, and it's not a linear growth. It's ups and downs and fits and starts. And then all the negatives get multiplied. And the closer you get to having to actually pay them money, the more you start talking yourself out of stuff, right? I mean, that's the way the human process works in evaluating these kids. Yeah, I mean, there's no question about it. By the way, next year's quarterback class might be pretty good. You got Drew Locke at Missouri. You got Clayton Thorson at Northwestern. Um, you know, maybe, maybe Stitham, Stitham at Auburn. I mean, there's some guys in next year's class. Not to get ahead of ourselves, but I do like peeking ahead to, to next year's quarterback class. But you heard the buzz last year at this time. People yeah. were talking more about the 2018 quarterback class than they were the 2017. Yeah, and it right? Works. And the guys that they were talking about the most, weren't really Mahomes or Watson, who would be the two that everybody's hottest on right now. Right. And, and, you know, that's the other thing about last year's quarterback class. A lot of people in the scouting community, and you know this, didn't think it was a great quarterback class. But when you look at it now, you're going to have Mahomes starting next year. You're going to have Watson start next year, right? I mean, that, that, that yeah. right off the bat, that, that there is you're, you're talking about two, two guys that have a chance to be really, really special, right? Yeah, absolutely. No, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm totally with you. And those were two who I was pretty high on and, and figured it would take a trade to get them. Trubisky looked good um, in his first year. Once they got year, out of the top ten. Right. Trubisky looked good in his first year. He was fine. I'm not as much on that hype train as some other people. I, 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 I'm not a full-blown skeptic, but I'm, I, I, still, I feel like there's a lot of um, – projecting going on there like but I think oh there's well projecting with all because of them, they got I mean, this like, coach and because they changed this you right. know what i mean it's like well let's just but see. there's also projecting on mahomes because he played one game and there's also projecting on watson because he only played what the six games or whatever right yeah but he was i mean i don't know that you're ever going to see a rookie i mean that run not that they were winning every game because the defense obviously had fallen apart due to injury 
But, I mean, like, what he did in Seattle and some of these things, what he was doing in the fourth quarter. It, yeah, but, like, okay. That wasn't rookie Brown, stuff. But against the Browns, he completed 58% of his passes. Against the, against the Chiefs, he completed, you know, 51% of his passes. He threw five touchdowns, but a lot of that was in garbage time. It, 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 look, there's still – it's the same with Jimmy Garoppolo. We, we rush guys. Let's let's get a bigger body of work before we decide what they truly are. We have an idea. We think they might be good, and I think Watson's going to be good. I think Garoppolo's going to be good. But but we tend to rush it, you know, instead of just letting it play out for a little bit longer. Well, that's everything. That's I know. <laughs> Welcome to America, 2018, dude. I, I mean, know, but but uh, but I think with quarterbacks, we tend to do that quickly. I mean, we've seen that happen. Hey, remember the Matt Flynn? You you know Seattle yeah. with the Matt Flynn's. I mean, they thought he was going to yeah. be he barely even played, but they they well, did he, had the, he, he had the one game where what did he throw? Six touchdowns. He was like perfect. He completed like eighty. What remember Rodgers was against, hurt late in the year and they let him yeah, play? Yeah, and, and I went back he went and, like thirty-one yeah. of thirty-five with like five touchdowns. And, yeah, and I went back and evaluated that game and broke it all down before he before he. Got got uh before he got signed and, and if you really looked at it one of those touchdowns came on a free play one of them was uh a little dink and dunk that was a screen pass that went for a big play i mean it wasn't like he did a lot of great things in that game so you can be fooled by these guys it's easy and, and there's such a starvation for them because everybody's starved if you don't have one you're starved to get one and so the, you push them up the board and, or you pay them too much in free agency that's what it happens right. And even then, I think it ended up, they basically, I feel like it was like one year, 10 million for Seattle. And when you had Russell Wilson playing for, you know what I mean, 336,000 or 533 or whatever it was, you could, you know what I mean? You can afford to have a $10 million backup. So they still came out of it in their quarterback room way ahead of the curve from a production versus um, cap percentage spent on the position standpoint. But that, and the stakes are just so much higher now. You know, it, we've gone from, you gamble on a guy at 10 a year. Now you're gambling on guys at 18 to 20 a year when you start talking Osweiler and Glennon. Um, and now this Bortles thing, which we agree is a mitigated gamble, but it's still real money. It's still a gamble. Yeah, uh, just a little pre-combine evaluation of the draft. It's not a great draft for wide receivers. It is a great, dra- pretty darn good draft for tight ends. Uh, the cornerback position is very good. There the pass rushing position and down defensive linemen is pretty good. Linebackers, couple guys can run and fly. The safety spot is pretty good. But all in all, it's not – I mean, from a wide receiver standpoint, it's – on paper, it doesn't look like a great wide what receiver. What about pass. tackles? Because, you know, you, you rightfully so have been railing on, on college um, lack of pass protection and pro-style schemes in college and, you know, all the just get out in space stuff. Do you feel like this crop of tackles – it's like okay. It's okay. No? no, there's no there's no elite guy. There, you know, Orlando Brown. You remember Zeus from the Ravens? Yes. His, his son from Oklahoma, big, massive kid, pretty good in pass protection. Not great in the run game. I mean, he's so big. He's six eight. It's hard for him to get down, to right. get low, and get under. Uh, then you got the kid from Notre Dame, McClinchy, um, who's I watched some of his tape. I'm not, I'm not enamored with him. I think he goes in the first round. Uh, the Connor Williams kid is coming off a knee from Texas. Uh, it's not a great tackle class. It's, it it's really is. Kind of what fact, we've seen lately. Very hit yeah. and miss, and, and yeah. project, a lot of projecting involved. Yeah, because they don't put their a, they don't put their hands in the ground yeah. very much anymore. And and granted, the NFL game has changed a little bit too, yeah. but yeah. not quite to that degree. So you still got to line up and and block somebody and put your hand in the ground and knock them off the ball. Uh, and a lot of these guys aren't forced to do it. And, you know, certain teams like like I'll give you an example. Iowa has a kid named James Daniels played guard, played center. 
And I would teach well, you know, them. you know, Ferrets. He's always going right. to. He's. I mean, they're never going right. to change how they how right. they operate. Yeah. They're they're good. I, I, there's a kid at Ohio State who played guard and center, Billy Price. He's a nasty, mean player. But again, they're they're not. You know, put your hand in the ground all the time and and play power football either. But he he's going to be a good player. It's just like, where's the value if you take a guard or a center early in the draft? You know what I mean? The guys usually don't do that. I wonder if that's going to start changing though. Now that we're seeing we're seeing those guys. You know they're 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 not bargains anymore anyway. You know you no, start like to look Andrew at the, Norwell, look at Seattle I... and Detroit in a bidding war over Lang last year. You know what I mean? Like the dra- the money you have to pay them in the draft. If, if if those guys are getting ten a year now, the top ones, and you think you've got a top one, like like look at what Scott McClellan did, right? He took a lot of crap for taking the the kid from Iowa, right? Yeah, he sure. didn't need a left tackle, right, and he sure. didn't really didn't need a right tackle. But look. Versus the production they got out of him for five years at, you know, $5 million a year. That, you look at what he's going to get on the open market. So I, I wonder if that will start to change and you just take the best O-lineman possible because the problem is they all get lumped together in the franchise fee anyway. And here's the other thing. So keeping them <laughs> is going to be ridiculously expensive for a center or guard. Yeah, like Andrew Norwell in Carolina. He's gonna, if he hits the open market, he's going to be the high, one of the highest paid free agents on the market. But right. here's the other thing about guards and centers now. Teams are in so much in their nickel rush now. You know, it used to be you didn't have to be a great pass protector at guard or center, but now these teams are in the nickel yeah. rush so much they put yeah. these speed guys inside. you got to be better yep. at that too. So there's more yep. value at that position than what it used to be. So, yeah, I, I'm with you. If you got a guy like Billy Price is the center guard. from He played guard for a couple of years, then he moved to center last year at Ohio State. If you could get a guy like that and scheme versatility and bring him into your team, and, and uh, uh, like I'll give you an example. Say Jacksonville picked him. They played Linder at guard, then they played Linder at center. Well, they right. could play Price at guard or, or Linder at center or vice versa, and you have some scheme versatility. That's important right. now when you pick an offensive lineman. Yeah. No, I'm 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 with you there. I'm with you there entirely. All right. So what else is it? What's big for you, uh, free agency wise? Um, I don't think we've done one of these since the Marcus Peters thing went down, did we? I no, don't I don't think like we have either. I, I look. They, whenever you get rid of a player that talented, for whatever reason, yeah, there's red that, flags. There's red flags there. There's red flags, and and clearly Andy Reid couldn't handle it anymore. Well, I'm told it was above Andy Reid. I'm told it was more a mandate from ownership saying, "I don't like where this is going." You know, I don't like what I'm seeing out of this kid, and you know. Here's the deal, guys. I'm never giving you a budget. That includes this guy making $13, $15 million a year. So, you know, What's I, the price, I, everything by the way? I heard was the owner said, I'm not paying him. I'm not sure if I'm paying him the fifth-year option, so you better get rid of him now. And, you know, What's they the did the smart What's thing the under those circumstances. Or, Jason, nobody knows the price yet, right? No, yeah. and it's, it's – I, I asked some people who, um, you know, have very strong relationships within the Rams organization – and they just told me out of respect for Andy Reid and the agreement they made with him um, that they wouldn't release it. But that, I think that probably tells you all you need to know. That tells like you that the it Chiefs wasn't, don't want it out there. You know what I mean? It's not, ex, it's not it, expensive. It, 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 they were dealing from a position of weakness. They started, and people jumped all over me on Twitter. Like when I got people with multiple teams I trust telling me that Marcus Peters is available, I'm not just throwing it out there willy-nilly. Like if, if I'm told the owner doesn't want him there and the Chiefs are telling other teams that – we're, we we got to kind of move this guy. Then he's not long for Kansas City because they didn't. The owner doesn't want him in the locker room anymore. So there you go. Um, it's not going to be a home run. It's not. And if I'm the Rams, 
I'm not touching his contract. I'm making him earn the fifth-year option. You know, if he can stay on his best behavior for two years and I've got him for two years for $11 million bucks, and I have concerns about him, then I let him go for a compensatory pick, you know, and let somebody else give him the mega contract. But you, you've got him cheap for two years. I mean, if you combine this year's salary with the fifth-year option, you're talking about renting this guy for two years at $5.5 million a year. If he can keep it together for 24 months, maybe you win a Super Bowl in the interim. And if he can't, well, not- then once you start paying Aaron Donald and everybody else, then he's gone. It's not like Tremaine Johnson was an altar boy of any stretch of the imagination. I mean, he wasn't. Dude, a, they gave him. He made. He made twenty-eight million dollars the right. last two years, and he's leaving as a UFA to go get another bite at the apple at age twenty-eight or whatever. I mean, right. And now they. So what, I'd much they, rather take my tag? with Peters. Who do they tag? Do they tag Lamarcus Joyner or Sammy Watkins? I don't think they. Ta- I don't know that they tag anybody. To be honest with you. Well, I'll tell you what. If Lamarcus Joyner hits the open market, he's going to get a nice deal. How can you – how could you – I mean – Well, he's got scheme versatility. He played safety this year. He played the no, slot. I'm saying – I'm saying – no, I was about to say. There's no way that receiver – I just don't – I don't get it. I, I'm, I'm, like, I'm with you. But you know what? He's got a chronically he bad touch- foot. He did have he eight He had touch- eight touchdowns, 500 yards, though. I mean, that was his – that should have been his prove-it contract. He stayed – I mean, his prove-it year. He stayed relatively healthy, and he still really wasn't a difference maker. So if, they don't, the tag any, if they don't tag anybody, who is getting tagged? Le'Veon Bell's getting tagged. They got um, to March sick. All these teams have to March sick to to to, to designate. Yeah. Bell's, uh, Bell's well, this, it doesn't sound tagged. like the Panthers are going to. Demarcus tag. Lawrence is getting tagged. I don't see how Ziggy Ansah doesn't get tagged. Right, Nobody I talk to, they don't even. I mean, to me, that's not even a decision to make. That right, should be a no-brainer. He's getting tagged. But um, the, the Seahawks want to keep Sheldon Richardson. At the end of the day, do they do. Though. They could transition him. I mean, I don't know. I, I'm just saying it's not out of the realm of possibility. What about um, um, what about I don't, I don't, Marty Herney? They can't they can't tag a guard in Carolina. No. You can't tag. No. Look, they, they don't have an owner. Like they kind of don't have an owner right now. They're going to have a limited budget. They want to make the team better. Guys there want to keep their jobs. You can't have two guards making that kind of money, and you can't have one guard counting that much against the cap. In the, he's you know, better. Into the Norwell is better than Tur- but Norwell is better than he Tur- is. But he's also going to make more than him, and they kind of made their bed. Yeah, I mean. It was like the Ravens with Yondo or Semele, right? Like once you once one of them got the long term deal, the other one was gone as soon as his rookie contract ended. Like that was just how it was going to be. One last um, thing before we get out of here: um, Is Jarvis Landry going to be traded? Who's trading for him? That's what I want to know. Who's going to pay him? It's it, like when the if I was going to trade him, I wouldn't have tagged him that quickly. When you tag him that quickly, it's an indication that that contract talks are going nowhere, right? And you know him better than anybody, inside out, and you're, you're nowhere near anything on a long-term deal to the point where you don't even wait the full two weeks to, to hash it out. That's telling me that the kid wants, I keep hearing 15 a year on a long-term deal. No way I'm paying that slack guy. No, he averaged 8.8 <laughs> per reception. He doesn't, it doesn't scare down the field. Even the games he has eight catches, well, that's great. But for how many yards and for 65? how many yards in the red zone? Yeah. And how yeah. many deep? You know, how, how is he helping you win on third and long? Like, I, I would have never He's tagged him. I'm on record He's to say it. He's a and good I've debated player, people there worth. about it. Like, so I who's going to trade a third-round pick plus play this kid $15 million a year? Like, I don't get it. That's not a position I would ever sink that much money into. Now, I get it. They're going into year three there. You know, the owner's looking over their shoulders. 
they got worse last year, There's, they're under a lot of heat, and they don't have a great cast of skilled players to begin with, and they're really trying to make this Tannehill thing work, and can we make it work while we're letting our, you know, our best pass catcher leave the building? I get all that, but that still don't mean that Jarvis Landry's worth $16.2 million. He'll never be worth that to me. Here's the problem. If Devontae Parker was who they thought he was when they drafted him, they would let Jar- Jarvis Landry walk out the door, right. period. Right. But he's not. No doubt but about it. But he's not. That's the problem. I mean, what is Kenny Stills making? 80 a year there? Yeah, I mean, it's... You can tell it's, me Jarvis Landry's twice as good as Kenny Stills? Get out of here. All right, that'll wrap it. We, I can't wait for Combine Week. It's going to be fun. Jason, uh, you, me, uh, Brady Quinn, Chris Trapasso, uh, we're going to be hitting it up on, uh, on on CBS Sports HQ, and we'll have all the information you need there. So it'll yeah, be fun. Yeah, safe flight to Indy tomorrow, brother, and we'll yeah, be all too. over I'll HQ see you tomorrow the rest night. of the week.